Well, hey, good morning again, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. I uh, also want to welcome those watching online. We're glad that you're with us, too. So I have a question for you. Um, have you ever felt like you didn't belong? Can you think of a time in your life where you just felt like you didn't belong? When I was thinking about that question, I remembered um, when I was a kid. I, I was in fourth grade, and we were... Our family was moving from Needham, Massachusetts to Marietta, Ohio. And you know how it is when you're a kid, you're moving from everything that you know, you're in a new place with new people, you'll have to meet new friends, and it's kind of uh, intimidating. And, and you know how it is on the first day of school when you don't know anyone. And I remember walking into Rufus Putnam Elementary School and just sort of dreading the whole experience, what was gonna happen that day. And then lunch comes around and you're like, who am I gonna sit with? I don't know anybody. And then, and then there's, there's recess and, and you know, who am I gonna play with? Who am I going to hang out with? And I remember going out to recess and I just sort of have my back up against the wall and my hands in my pockets and all of a sudden, a friendly voice kind of calls out, and they're like, hey, new kid, you know, come on over here and play, play with us. And I'm like, it's Matt. And they're like, okay, Matt, come on over. And they were on the, um, the merry-go-round spinny thing. Does anyone remember that when it was, you know, you would, you would run around it trying to get it going as fast as you could possibly get it, try to knock people off. You'd feel sick at the end of the experience. All of those things have been banned now, so children can't enjoy these. But no one cared about safety in the 70s. It just wasn't a thing. It just, you know, it didn't matter. But belonging and the feeling of belonging is such a powerful human experience. And the Bible says that when we were born again through faith in Christ Jesus, when we were born again, that we now belong to God's family, uh, that we have been adopted with, with, with God as our Father and we're in a new spiritual family. But what's true positionally when we're saved, when we're born again, uh, doesn't, we don't always walk out practically. And you know, you might have noticed that over the past few weeks, we've been announcing this class that we call Belong. And it's an introduction to our church family and it's coming up next Sunday, right after second service. It's just a, a kind of a 90 minute class to help new folks connect into the church family and to take that step, as Pastor Mark said, from just attending uh, to belonging. But sometimes we announce things and we don't always have the opportunity to discuss why those things matter. Because we may ask, and it's a perfectly legitimate question to ask, why not just attend and participate in things occasionally? Why take the step of belonging? Why is there value in taking that step. And so today is about the blessing of belonging, specifically five ways that belonging to a church family helps me grow. Because I bet if you're here, one of the primary reasons you would say you're here is because you're, you would say, I, I'm here because I want to grow in my faith. What we may not know is that taking that step from attending to belonging is a huge growth step in my spiritual life. In fact, it may be one of the most 
important and valuable things that you do all year. But why is that? How does belonging help me grow? And so I wanna share today, just with the few minutes we have, five reasons why that is true. Five reasons how belonging helps me grow. All right, Here, here's the first reason. Number one is because it allows the pastors and elders to know me, to know me personally. Whether I'm new to the faith or whether I'm new to the church, it is so important to know your pastors and elders and for them to know you. You know, someone can attend a church, especially a larger church, for a long time and never personally meet their pastors and elders, but it's super important. And the belong class allows, is one of the primary ways that those introductions get made. And, it, and you may never have thought about this, but it's also important for the pastors and elders to know who they are accountable to God to care for and to watch over. It says this in Hebrews 13, 17. It says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Did you know that your pastors and elders are accountable to God to care for you and to watch over you in the Lord? But you can't ask someone to be accountable for an undefined group of people. <laughs> Would you agree with that? You know, if your boss said to you, hey, I'm giving you responsibility for some of our employees, and you say, great boss, I'm ready for the challenge, bring it on, which ones? And uh, he or she says, well, I'm not really sure. Just maybe you can try to just figure out who it is that you're responsible for. You would say, that's not how any of this works. It needs to be a defined group of people. And likewise, for the elders to be accountable to God, there needs to be a defined group of people who have said, count me in. This is my church family. And that's what the belong class does. Okay, here's another way that belonging helps me grow. Number two, it allows us to commit to one another in love. You know, that's a command in the Bible that we do that. Romans 12.10 says, be devoted. In other words, be loyal, be committed. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. But here's the thing. I can't be devoted to a crowd, but I can to a family that I'm getting to know. And the belong class helps me take that practical step in that direction where we can commit to be in God's family to one another. We need commitment to grow because commitment is what allows deeper relationships to happen, right? For instance, what is the strongest human relationship on earth? Probably we would say marriage. And what does marriage begin with? It begins with a vow of commitment. So if a guy wants to move in with a girl and have the benefits of marriage with her and yet has no interest in committing to her, something is missing in that relationship. Wouldn't you agree? To want to use her without committing to her is not treating her right. 
And although we wouldn't intend it, we can sometimes treat Christ's bride that way. The church, right? I, I want the benefits, but I don't want to commit. But here's the thing, that's not biblical. We are called to be devoted one to another. So relationships are essential to growth and commitment is the soil that enables that. So the belong class provides that opportunity where we can say uh, an opportunity to be mutually committed one to another in love, all right? So how does belonging help me grow? Number one, it allows my pastors and elders to know me. Uh, Number two, it allows us to commit to one another in love. Here's a third way that belonging helps me grow. Number three is that it allows accountability. It allows accountability. We have an example of what accountability should look like inside of uh, the local church in Galatians 6, 1 and 2. It says there, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know what he means by the law of Christ is the law to love our neighbor uh, as ourselves. You know, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest law in the Old Testament? And he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, if you obey these two commandments, you have obeyed all of the law in the Old Testament. And so, that, uh, and so when he says fulfilling the law of Christ, he's talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. And so when we treat each other, as it says in Galatians 6, that's love. We're loving one another. When we genuinely do that in a church, right, when, when we genuinely care about one another, genuinely love one another enough to say the truth, but it's in gentleness and it's for the purpose of restoration and it's in a spirit of humility, knowing that we're all, you know, we're all subject to these things, and, but we're on the same team and we're gonna encourage each other to walk with Christ authentically. That's a beautiful thing when that's present. You know, on the surface, we may, we may think, well, I don't want accountability in my life. I don't want that. But deep down, we know we really do. We know anything we're serious about in life is gonna require accountability, right? But accountability is something that I have to give permission to do, right? If, if, if I want to be held accountable, I need to give you permission to hold me accountable. And likewise, I, for someone I don't know or you don't know, just to hold them accountable, that's not, that's not right. We have to give permission to do that. And the belong class allows that to happen. We all want accountability. That's why we get better on a team, right? I have accountability to be at practice. If my attitude is bad, if I'm half-stepping, my teammates will call me out. I'm given, when I'm on a team, I'm giving the coach permission to analyze my weaknesses and help me get better. You know, if, if I want to read my Bible more, I'm going to be a whole lot more consistent if I'm doing it with a couple of other guys and we're sharing together what we're learning and we're holding each other accountable as we walk through it. If I wanna overcome something in my life, I need to share that with some other people and be accountable to them 
or let's face it, it's probably not going to happen. If I want to grow in my faith, I need to invite that into my life. And the belong class is a step that allows us to do that together. All right, here's a fourth way that belonging helps me grow. Number four is that it provides me spiritual protection. And this may be something you've never thought about before. Uh, In Acts chapter 20, and I'm gonna read verses 28 and 29, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the elders of the church at Ephesus. And he doesn't think he's ever gonna see these guys again. He thinks he's going to his death in Jerusalem. And so he calls them together and he's sort of giving them a final charge about their responsibility to care for the church at Ephesus. And he says there, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. See, the elders of a local church have a protective function. And in belonging, you come underneath the spiritual care, oversight, and protection of your pastors and elders. There's a big difference between being out on my own and being under the protection of a body of believers. And we can immediately understand why. It's sort of like uh, the antelope being detached from the herd. That's the one that the lion goes after. When you write on those National Geographic programs, that's the one the lion goes after. And you remember the Bible says that the devil is like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There's a negative example of this principle in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and this is not a, a section of scripture we probably preach on a lot, but it's really illustrative of the point that we're making here. In the church at Corinth, there was a guy who was just doing the worst possible things that you can imagine and, and was not repentant about it at all. And so finally, because nothing else was working, uh, Paul said, look, you really need to put this uh, guy out of the church. You sort of need to remove him from the protection of the church so that he can experience the negative consequences of what's happening and hopefully through that experience come to his senses and want to come back. But Paul describes this situation of someone being put out from the protection of the church. He describes it as being given over to Satan. That's the phrase that he uses. He's no longer under the protection of Christ and his church and is given over to Satan. But in belonging, we are making the opposite choice. We are making the choice to come underneath that protection in our lives. Spiritual warfare is a real thing and being a part of a local church is a protective function for all of us in that regard. When I think of that, I think of how our elders pray for new families in our church. They spread out 
those profiles of new families in our church, they get down on their knees and they just begin to pray for God's favor, God's blessing, God's spiritual protection in their lives and for their families. I think of just the, uh, the every other week meetings of the elders where the various prayer requests that come into the church, whether they come in through the office or come in through other ways, those are kept track of in those prayer requests. You may not even know it. Your prayer requests are being prayed for by your elders and they do battle for you when they're aware of those things to pray for. And your elders work hard at creating a safe place to grow and to serve and to worship. Do you feel that when you come into the building, when you come through those doors, that you're in a safe place to do all of those things? You feel the presence of God and it's not, it's not by accident. And just by being a part of the family, you're coming underneath all of those things. But also every time that you reach out for prayer, when you ask for counsel, when you ask for direction, when you're struggling with something and need prayer, you're accessing that protective function of your church. And when you're part of a group or ministry team, you're coming under that protective function as well. Because all of those groups are an extension of the elders' care and protection. Right, because as a church grows, it can't all be done by just a few people. Delegation is required, right? Do you remember the, uh, uh, the story in Exodus 18? Moses is leading the people of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. There's close to a million of them that are in this group. And Moses' father-in-law is with him. And he watches how from sun up to sundown, Moses is trying to arbitrate every argument and dispute among a million people. Can, can you imagine this? And so his father-in-law is watching this whole situation and he's like, what are you doing? Are you absolutely crazy? You're gonna drive yourself into an early grave. What you need to do is raise up responsible, wise people who can arbitrate these cases uh, with you. And that's exactly what what Moses does. And that's, and that's true in God's church uh, as well. And we have so many wonderful leaders and counselors that act as an extension of that protective uh, care and watchfulness that you receive here. So when you make that choice from just attending to belonging, you are placing yourself under that spiritual protection. And that's a blessing in our lives. Here's the last thing I want uh, to mention uh, as far as how belonging helps me grow. Number five is that it equips me to serve. It equips me to serve. We see the uh, priority of that in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 and 12. It says he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints, that's you, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up the body of Christ. You may not know it, but one of the main jobs of your pastors is to build you up and equip you for the work of ministry. See, the church 
is not a uh, cruise ship where we just have nice meals and hang out on deck and, you know, in the lounge chairs and whatever. The church is not a cruise ship as much as it is a battleship where everyone on board has a vital mission to perform. And so we want to equip you and help you to find your place on the ship. And the way that we do that is through something that we call the growth track around here. Have you noticed the big acrylics that are out in the atrium now? They've only been out there a few weeks, but one of them shows the process of the growth track. We'll throw a a picture up there of that. But it looks like a baseball diamond because there are four key classes in the growth track. The first one, which is labeled 101, is the belong class, belonging to God's family. The second step in the growth track, it's labeled 201, is the growth track, is is the grow class. And this is where we learn basic spiritual habits to help us grow in our faith. Then you come around to the 301 class, which is called the serve class. And this is where you receive coaching to say, what are my spiritual gifts? What are my experiences? What are my passions? What are my skills? What are the things God has put into my life? And how can I use those to make a difference in the world, to serve God's people and to be on mission in the world? And then you come around to home and there's class 401, which is the share class. And this is learning to share Christ with other people and be on mission, both locally and around the world. All right, the belong class is just 90 minutes after church next week, but the other, the 201, 301, 401 are four weeks long and they meet on Sunday morning. And usually the best way to take these classes is just one right after the other. You stay with the same group of people, the same cohort, you move all the way through, you have new relationships from uh, doing that. But it's not the only way to do it. You can just sign up for the belong class and then if it doesn't work in your schedule to take 201 right away, you can wait and do it when, it, when your schedule allows you to do it, All right? Have you ever wondered, is there more to church than just showing up on Sunday every once in a while and listening to the preacher and singing a little bit? And the answer is yes. God has a role for you to make a difference. And it's our job to help equip you to make that difference. And it all begins with the step of belong, right? So going from attending to belonging helps me grow because it allows the pastors and elders to know to know me and, and who they're accountable for. It allows for commitment. It allows for accountability. It provides me spiritual protection in my life and it equips me to serve. And so I just wanna give you a clear encouragement uh, here today that if you have not taken belong before, would you consider taking that step today and to register for it even before you leave today because we all know how it is. Once we head out those doors, we forget what the Lord put on our heart to do. And so I wanna just encourage you to do that even before you leave today. And you say, well, how do I do that? It's super easy. There'll be a slide up behind me and all you have to do is text belong to the number that's on the screen. In fact, you can take out your phone 
right now to do that. Just text belong to the number that's there or you can scan the QR code. The, the registration form will come up or um, just see Nick out at the ministry spotlight table by the water wall and he will um, get you all squared away for that. And I, I, I wanna mention to those that are watching online and, and, and maybe you would say, I'm just not in a position right now where I can physically attend a class. And I wanna tell you, we totally get that. Um, go ahead and reach out to us today and we can help you connect into the church family in another way. Or you may even say, you know, I wanna take the, the Belong class, but I'm not available next Sunday. I'm not available on December 5th. Uh, go ahead and sign up anyway, because when you do, there'll be an option where you can say, hey, I can't on December 5th, but keep me in the loop for future classes down the road, and we'll get you information on when those are, okay? So we'll leave um, the slide up for a couple minutes as we close the service, just so you have it up there, uh, but just wanna encourage you to make that decision and to do it today before you leave. Um, God wants you to belong to his family, not just positionally, but practically. You know, when you were born again, you, you already are in the family of God. You belong to the family of God. But often what we don't do is walk it out practically. And so this encouragement today is just a step to walk that out practically. It's sort of like holiness. You know, when you were, when you were saved, when you declared Christ as your savior, God declared you righteous. He declared you holy. But we all know that it's a process of walking that out in practice, right? And it's the same with belonging. When you were born again, you, you belonged to God's family. But now we need to take a practical step that helps us to walk it out. And you will be blessed as you do that. Renee and I took that step uh, 23 years ago. You know, we may, I may serve as one of the pastors here, but I'm also just a member of the church here as well. And so I, uh, all of these blessings that I've talked to you about here today are something that we've personally experienced in our lives. And it's been a blessing to us and our family, and I know that it will be uh, for you too. We're gonna close the service by sharing in uh, the Lord's Supper, uh, communion uh, today. And I just wanna say a word about that for those who might be a little new to our church family. Uh, we practice open communion, so if, if you are a believer in, in Christ Jesus as your savior, you are invited, you are welcome to take communion today. We have some prepackaged uh, cups in the back if you prefer. Uh, to use those, and so after we pray, if you don't have one of those, you can go back and, and get it. Or you're invited just to come down front and we'll serve you the elements down front. And we have a tradition of just kneeling uh, around the altar where you can take a few minutes to pray, either by yourself or with your family, and then you can take the elements, the bread, and then uh, the cup. Or if kneeling is hard you're, uh, or difficult, you're welcome to just sit in your seat and do the same thing. And that bread represents the broken body of Christ and the cup represents his shed blood for us. And so as we take that, we're remembering the heart of our salvation, which is Christ's death 
for us. And we're receiving that grace freshly into our lives and we're doing it together as God's family. And so allow me to pray for us and then I'll invite you forward for communion. Father in heaven, we uh, love you. We, we thank you for your presence in our life. I thank you for this fantastic church family that uh, I have the great privilege to be a part of. And I thank you for the blessing that it has been in my life and my family's life uh, all of these years. And I, I just wanna pray for those folks who are just making that decision today, that growth step in their faith journey uh, from attending to really belonging to God's people. And Lord, I pray as they make that decision that they would just feel great joy and blessing and favor in their life as they do that. And Lord, I pray for, for all of us. Maybe, maybe we made that step many months or many uh, years ago. But I pray we would appreciate freshly the riches that we have in that and that we would appropriate it into our lives and really walk it out. And so we thank you for that blessing that we have. We thank you for your death on the cross and your resurrection for us that has brought us from death to life, from darkness into light. And so that's why we're a thankful people, a grateful people. That's why we sing praise to the, to the God who saved us. And we thank you for that and we remember that together as a church family, as we come around uh, the altar, as we take of that bread, as we take of that cup, and we receive that grace freshly into our lives. And we thank you for the remembrance of it, the central thing of our faith. So Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you for your goodness to us. And it's in the name of Christ that we pray, amen. The altar is open, you come.